Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Clap your hands down, people. Clap your hands down, Clap your hands down, What is happening? <laughs> Do you have the rights oh. to this? Freestyle? Watch this, ready? Go. Ready? Yeah. When are you going to make a beat? Wait, no, still recording right now? No, no, I don't want no official music melody. And I hate this beat. It ain't fire. This is with my feet. Yeah. (laughs) Had to solve them. That's the beat you make when you got brain problems. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Intro done. Boom. Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Lauren. And we are the, the Neuro Nerds. Yes, that was on time. I feel pretty good on I feel pretty good about that. Neuro Nerds. Is this recording? Is this the show? Police. Is this the show? Police. Is this the show? Do you need me to be louder? Is this is this okay. the show? <laughs> Welcome to the Neuro Nerds. It's a very special episode. I have a friend of the show, Thomas Mejia here, as well as superstar nerd. Wait, how do how would I describe you? I would say you're on the verge of being like a nerd icon. Hugely famous icon. Malcolm Hugely Dad. famous I'm icon. Joe. And I'm the, the, the man who does it all. The he raps. He acts. He dances? Yes, he dances? At home. Not for, like, <laughs> not for money. Very, very special guest, not, Malcolm not Barrett, here, here today. Um, Malcolm is a very good friend of Thomas, and everybody knows Thomas, a friend of the show. Well, yeah, he's a so-so friend, I guess. Yeah, no, I feel like I'm, I'm more like, instead of so-so, I'm more like so. I got, <laughs> got rid of one of the so, and then soon I'll be friend of the show. And, and you guys know Malcolm from many, many, he's he's that dude. He's absolutely that dude. You've seen him in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. You, you've seen him in Better Off Ted, which, by the way, I don't think it got its just due. I love that show. Um, all my shows get canceled as well as possible. <laughs> if, you, all, if you want your show canceled, hire me now. Also a big fan of uh, Preacher. Um, Preacher, a very strange, amazing show uh, that you're on. Um, he's doing a Broadway show. We'll talk about that in a little bit. It's not on Broadway. Fact check. Malcolm's play, Brain Problems, is not on Broadway or off-Broadway or anywhere near New York. It is running in Los Angeles at Ammunition Theatre Company until May 19, 2019. Joe just forgot because he has a brain injury. Don't judge him. He is a stroke survivor. 
it's off Broadway. It's off off well, off I mean, Broadway. Well, I mean, pretty much any place is off Broadway. <laughs> if, it's, if it's not on Broadway, off my, Broadway if it's not Broadway, on Broadway, Broadway you know it's, what? A couple, it's a couple of things. I don't perform at my house. I'd be like, it's off Broadway. Is it on Broadway? It's not. It's on not it. on Broadway. It's, it's on. not on Broadway. So we want to welcome uh, uh, Malcolm to the show. Welcome to the Neuro Nerds, Thank my friend. Thank you, sir. So um, th- this is a, a very unique take. So we talk a lot about our recoveries. We had the, the episode where we talk about Thomas and his recovery. We hear the different perspectives. I had a special episode with Felice where we talk about like the caregiver side of recovery. This is a very unique situation. We're actually talking to one of the really good friends of somebody that's going through recovery. That's a very unique perspective. Like to me, all of my friends are my people. They're closer to me than like family for the most part. And it's, we don't really talk about the effect that this has on them. So what has, how has this affected you, Malcolm? Yeah. Well, you know, the crazy thing about being a friend of a survivor is that it's the easiest part. Uh, I didn't have to do any of the stuff <laughs> with the surgery or any of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, this is my buddy. I, you know, I don't know. See, see I disagree with that. I think uh, you I knew you were going to come you've with you've had stuff. the hardest part. Though, I see. I, I, I lean you, towards you this. You had the, you, like people like my wife and my, you know, I don't have a lot of close clothes, but you, you know, you're definitely one of my closest people in my life. You had to watch me do it. All I had to do is go to sleep, dog, and wake up and like say a couple of curse words. I'm like, oh, he's back. <laughs> but you had to like go through it and, and not, oh, not only watch me go through it, um, you know, and be conscious of going, me going through that, potentially losing a friend of yours, like, but also like you were there financially for me when there was nothing. So like for you to say it was, oh, I had the easiest part. Fuck that. <laughs> you had a huge, you know, like, but yeah. he, he must have been, <laughs> <laughs> he's a humble, he's now, a humble person. He acts like he's all, you know, but he's a humble person. Now without question, that might be the greatest response to any question <laughs> ever. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> well, 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 first off, how long have you guys known each other? I'm glad, I'm glad I could be on this podcast so I could talk about this. <laughs> yeah, by, by the way, Malcolm Barrett, articulate human being. <laughs> uh, how long have you known Thomas? Uh, we known each other since uh, college. We went to college together. We went to college together, and we were like the only like folks of color. What we used to call black. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a good old day. <laughs> <laughs> we only have people of color at uh, theater school. We went to NYU for theater school, mm. and we wound up finding out that we lived literally like a train stop away on a J. Because I think I was on like. Myrtle and Flesh. Where were you on? I was the first one in. I was on Marcy. Yeah, Marcy. And then the Marcy stop Project after me, Sun. Yeah, the stop after me is uh, that's that's when it's just white people. Like then they start getting off the train. That's how Brooklyn. We well, now were. it's even crazier because when now I was it's surgery, it's gentrified. Was it's a whole new place. It's very it's very gentrified. I, I grew up in Coney Island on Thirty Sixth Street. So see, I li- so I lived I lived in Bed Stuy and Fort Greene, uh, Clinton Hills. But back when I was living on uh, off the G. Uh, at at Nostrin, uh, I remember a friend of mine, Haley, nice little white girl. We're doing <laughs> wait, 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 a girl named Haley, and she was Caucasian. Yeah, yeah, it was, weird. It, was it was it was it didn't make sense. So, uh, but I remember she was like getting off the same stop as me, or like Lorimer or some shit on an L, and I was like, you need, I walk you. I was like. <laughs> I was like, don't get off the train. Don't. But it was like that. Don't. Was I was like, like that. I was but talking it was, to but it was last crazy. night about the Bronx. Yeah. But how it, it was crazy. She lived in like the one white building. Because that's how gentrification starts is what they take one building. It's like Game of Thrones. They take <laughs> over one house. This is the house of white. <laughs> they take over that the one building. And then they just grow. And then you lose. It's, it's, yes. 
We had no fucking Brooklyn got gentrified by osmosis. It started with the one white house and then yeah. it just went all the way out. I was there for it. I saw it. I was documenting an area. <laughs> they started kicking over my trash cans first. I'm like, yeah. I'm behind. Like, wait a minute. I just What's great about out. white people is they'll look at you like, what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, like in two weeks. Ew. What are you, what are you like, doing why are you here? Like, wait a minute. What? My mom grew up here. Oh, I've got stories, but I'll, you know it's not about me. I it's too real. I got too political. <laughs> I started getting into like police brutality, and I was like, you know what? Let me. Just oh man, I, I was I was way too young for that. Yeah, let's talk about gentrification. Anything but this head trauma friendship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Wait, the, his head trauma or the head trauma that it takes to be friends with somebody with head trauma? Oh, that's a whole different thing. Nice way to swing that. Back. It's weird. It's it, it's weird. So it, it's weird for me. Like, how did his brain injury? <laughs> I don't know the format of your show. <laughs> I've done, I've done, done zero research. Um, is it comedy stuff? Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay, cool. Dude, this, this whole podcast <laughs> is... Let me tell you how his brain injury affected me. <laughs> Normally, it's me being an idiot. My co-host trying it? to reel me in, and then uh, okay. police editing this so we sound normal. Is yeah, there it is. That's too controversial. That's the controversial stuff? <laughs> It's perfect. So, so how, how has uh, Thomas's brain injury affected your friendship? It's fucking weird, man. It's fucking weird. <laughs> it's weird. Your friend's like gonna die, and then like you know, you find out he has this thing, and then you know, he's a fucking tough guy, and so he doesn't want to say it, but he's also sensitive, so he wants to say that, and then like, uh, and then like, it fucking sucks, man. And then like, you have to be cheery. You have to be cheery all the time, you know, because your friends is like, you know, oh, you think you think the worst part of it. Right. You don't think of the media. No, 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 no. You no. don't. You don't think of like life could be this or it's going to be somewhat difficult or kind of hard or these are the relationships I have to go through. You think like he's going to die or he's not going to die. It's crazy, right? That's, that's all you think about. And then well, just, are you Catholic? Jesus, that's exactly how I grew I, up. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I'm Baptist, so we're going to sing about it when he dies. <laughs> that's and, I, and I'm going to need that donation. <laughs> <laughs> Please donate. Did you feel like you had to put on a happy face when you were around him? Fuck yeah. Really? Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you gotta be honest too. Like you don't the thing is when somebody's going through a thing, you don't want a lot. Right. Like I've had different people who are close to me go through different sort of medical situations, surgery, head trauma, different different things. And the thing that you want to do is tell the truth. You don't want to be bleak, but mm-hmm. you don't want to lie because they're looking for who they can trust in their most vulnerable moment. And so once you lie, they never forget that. I agree. You know I what I mean? You, you, you never forget. I remember having a friend of mine who's going through a sort of medical emergency involving her head, um, mental stuff going on. And there is a bunch of friends around her and then uh, a nurse uh, I could be being sexist, could have been a doctor. Uh, but I think she was a nurse. She didn't do anything particularly <laughs> medical. Um, Don't worry, most of a lot of doctors don't yeah, do anything. Yeah, yeah, they're not, either, they're not doing that. I'm sorry. I don't know what she's yeah, We're wearing. living proof. We know that's true. I didn't ask about her degree. I just, she just walked in and said some stuff. Uh, but she lied to her. I don't remember what it was, but it was like, it was like a... It's like one of those things. It could have been like, how long have I been here? And it might have been a half hour. She might have said eight hours. It might, whatever it was, it was a complete lie. And my friend knew it and was like, is that true? And I was like, no, she's lying to you. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I don't know what to fucking tell you. Like, she's fucking lying. <laughs> like, and so it's a weird, it's a weird situation. So it's just like, you know, you just you just want to support. You want to do your best to support. Right. And so, but, but it's it's hard. It's hard, hard because 
you guys are built with gallows humor. Mm-hmm. Like you're built, you're the closest person, particularly those who already have a fucked up sense of humor. Oh yes. When you're fucked up <laughs> and you think you may die, your humor is even fucking worse. It's worse. It's fucking worse. And it's like, no one can join in that joke. It's like, it's gotta be like what white people feel like when they listen to black jokes. <laughs> like you're just like, like I, am, <laughs> I am so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can say it. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm literally wearing a t-shirt yeah, that says, I almost, I almost died. Yeah, so, I yeah. Mean, it so makes like, people uncomfortable. It makes it fucking weird and uncomfortable. I mean, what what the fuck else is it going to be? Right. Do you know what I mean? What else is it going to be? And so it's a, it's a hard balance trying to find out, hey, like, how much do we deal with this? How much is just ego? Right. How much is me, you? And how much is just like, how do we just handle all these things? And at what point, you know? So that's always the the hard balance. It's a hard part. I, it's got to be for him. It's hard part me and him. It's mm-hmm. hard part me by myself over here. Right. Um, so it's just, you know, it's it's never, you know, medical emergencies are never an easy thing. No, no. You know what I mean? And this country doesn't make it easy. No, definitely not. You know what I mean? Um, not to talk about politics for a little bit, <laughs> which is what my play is all about. It's called Brain Problems. And it's about the difficulty <laughs> that we have as people, as a government, as a nation. <laughs> Of individuals and humanity trying to cope. I don't know. That needs to be on a t-shirt. It'd be like a long saying. I ran out of juice. That was all my juice. (laughs) Do you think that Thomas Thomas was being honest when he was telling you how he was feeling when he was in the hospital? Or do you think he was putting on a brave face? Uh, When he was telling me how he felt? Yeah. Like what was really going on with his um, injury and recovery? I mean, I can only guess. You know what I mean? I, I can only guess it's that he's going through a myriad of emotion. And I think... In that experience or any other experience that we go through, he's telling me a bit of truth and a bit of lie. Right. You know what I mean? A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, or it's how much he feels like sharing or wants to share. Like, I don't know fucking clue. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) You know what I mean? I don't fuck. I don't fucking know. But he goes through daily. And that's like partially because of him. Mm -hmm. Partially because of me. I don't want to know every goddamn thing. (laughs) You know what I mean? I don't. I I got my own shit, man. I'm like super busy. (laughs) (laughs) And like. Have a lot of things. This isn't my only podcast this week, so I got a lot of stuff to do. Oh, word! This is my first, this is my only one today. Don't even sweat. Got to fucking take advantage of these fucking survivors. Promote this show. No, ser- seriously. If you survived. Come see Brain. No, no, I, I, I survived the best play you'll ever. See. You'll die laughing. <laughs> you survived a brain injury, but you'll die laughing. Yeah, but you'll die laughing. There's a reason you survived. It's to go see this play. It's to go see Brain Problems. So okay. running through May 19th. Hey, but no, but seriously, as a survivor, oh, I'll say you go see the fucking show because it's really great. It really is, and I, and it's hard for me to say that because it's all about. Oh, you know, go see the show that I inspired. Oh, Thomas, you're so arrogant. It's fucking great. It's a lovely piece of writing. Anyway. How how arrogant? I'm promoting the thing. I'm in it. I'm in it. Yeah, yeah, but but you're Hollywood. It's what you're supposed to do. It's in your blood. I'm not Hollywood. (laughs) I hop in my Hollywood Uber. (laughs) I get out of here. And they send for those special people. (laughs) Hey, uh, before Thomas's brain injury, did you know anybody or had anybody in the family that had a brain injury? A brain injury? No. But I did know my mom's dad. This is. This is real information. <laughs> because we're I knew, I knew a woman. People. It's already my mom. <laughs> we can edit that out, but we're not yeah, going yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she dated a guy who used to suffer from seizures. Oh, wow. Um, so that's the closest I had to like directly. But I didn't like him that much, so I just rooted it on. Every time yeah. it happened, like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I don't think you're gonna make it. <laughs> Your pain gives me strength. <laughs> Ooh, you I grow stronger. No, we had a fight at Hershey's. 
Wait, I was you, very young. Were you gonna say Hershey it Park? Wasn't yesterday, it wasn't two days ago. Were you gonna say Hershey Park? I had we Get we had a church here. trip because I grew up. I grew up a church kid, so we had a Man, church I am trip. So sorry, we had a church trip. Don't worry, it didn't last. <laughs> uh, I'm joking. It took uh, some parts. Uh, so we had a church trip to Hershey's Park, mm-hmm. and I got in a fight with him. But I'm like, I, I don't know, years or age, eleven. <laughs> so you were, so you were for sure, you were a jerk. I, I was whatever. I might have been thirteen. I don't know. If you were thirteen, it would be even worse. I don't know what age it was, but I'm giving him full karate. <laughs> Wait, chops. no, you were like physically fighting. Oh, I'm giving him full. Keep in mind, none of this is landing because I'm a you, You're a kid. Yeah, I'm a kid. None of it's landing. I got to tell you. like you're, wait, you're, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. That's the happiest place on earth. <laughs> I mean, you're a grown-ass man now, but you're not like MMA fighter. I'm not in the super fighter shape. So at 11. At 11, I'm going to say it would be this just 11 years old. 11. So I'm just, I'm giving him full-on chop. <laughs> Why is that Full-on shoot suitcase. Right? All of that shit. Shoot on suitcase. <laughs> All right? None of this is landing. Um, <laughs> at some point he would have seizure and one time I saved him because he was about to fall and I caught him I know that's where I left no, that's your you mistake you that was your mistake no I would have held that over his head I, 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 your life I gave I to you I should have brought it up I should have brought it I'm like I did this to you <laughs> this like, fresh air you're breathing yeah. you're welcome how's that smell <laughs> it smells good don't it smell like freedom in his face how does yeah. that smell should have roundized me him I gave you this life. I'll take it I'll away. T- I'll take it. I will snatch it back up. <laughs> at eleven, I gotta tell you, at eleven, I don't think I was fighting anybody. No, I'm from Brooklyn. We was fi- we was fighting since well, five. I, I moved down here when five, I was. My earliest fight was four. I, w- I was like eight, nine years old. So I had like that really tough like Brooklyn attitude when Brooklyn was still hard. Mm-hmm. And then I moved down here to Floofy, California. And the day I, I touched down, I went outside and I was like, oh, it's like really, really nice. My first day in California, there was a dude jogging and he jogged by and he said, good morning. I took a step back. I clinched my fist and I said, what do you want? That's you should see you somebody. Hey, you <laughs> calm down. But that, that was like like that was Brooklyn coming to California. Like. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a reason why I had a high blood pressure induced hemorrhagic stroke. Yeah. See, yeah. now you're only supposed to worry when they say where you from. If you they know, ask yeah. you where you from in L.A. Oh my God! No, they did that. They did that in junior high school. Like some some gangsters came up to me. They're like, "Yo, where you from?" And I was like, "Oh, Brooklyn." They looked at me so confused. You look, this is what I did. So you said, they, they they did. so I sold toner over the phone, right? This is after I got money. And I was selling toner over the phone because I got broke, gave it to, gave it to friends and family. <laughs> it wasn't you. It wasn't you. It was like a whole different. It was a whole different. It was a whole different. They're looking at me, but they're all thinking about it. That was a turkey twist. That was pretty good, man. It was a whole different person. I'll pay you back. But I'm getting, I, I'll, I'll Venmo it. So. So I used to sell toner over the phone and years later, this is how you'll see it relate. Oh, so I was there and I asked this girl, I was like, where are you from? She was like, oh, I don't bang. <laughs> you're like, I'm not trying to take you on a Jesus. date. I'm just asking you Jesus. where you're from. Yeah, I didn't want to ask is her that. Is that a bad joke on time? No, no, it's fine. It works. It's, it's perfect. It's a podcast. Like, you know, my brain works uh, And then later on, years later, I'm in the street and some dude is wilding out. I'm with my boy, Rich. Uh, and there's these two dudes and he's wilding out this and that. And he was like, what's your name? And I was like, Malcolm. He was like, Malcolm over here. And he had a tattoo of, of, of Malcolm X with the rifle. He was like, where are you from? I was like, Brooklyn, pro-black. <laughs> that's, I was like, that's the first thing I learned. Like, Ooh, they asked you where you back. Quick. Oh, that's what it was. That would he, was be like, he was like, where are you from? I was like, Brooklyn. My name Malcolm. Because that's what I learned. You just rep Brooklyn. That's it. Right. You, get, you good. You good. Did so he goes, oh, oh Malcolm X, too, blah, so blah, Jordan. shows a tattoo. And I'm looking at his homie and I'm giving him this eye like, fuck, is some shit about to go down? And we look at each other for a second and then it was like, 
We used to sell toner together. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> took us a minute. Like we. Took hey, a it's like, a very, it's a very big yet a very small world. It's we a live very, in. it's a small. What we was about to gangbang on these streets. Also, I don't know. repping. I don't know. It's stranger. The fact that like you both sold toner together, or that the dude is like, oh yeah, Malcolm, like this. <laughs> What is that about? It was a, it was an interesting walk. I, I guess he only sold toner on the weekends. He, he was only now the dude that I sold toner. We Fucking used to Malcolm. We dog. used to freestyle together. That's how. I was, Wait, what, is toner hot like? Fire is that minutes? Hot fire, my dude. Well, because the toner place <laughs> wasn't a real toner place. I was like, about to say because the toner place was it was like, toner. That's no, they, they sold, sold toner over the phone. Okay, I'm gonna tell you this. Okay. <laughs> so, so we sold toner, but they weren't on an up and up. Mm-hmm. Like, so the guy who ran it, he was like this white crackhead named Mike. He's actually on an episode of The Simple Life. Why are they always <laughs> named Mike? They're always named Mike. So he he actually skipped out on paying me one time. My check bounced, and I came there and I had a little issue. Um, and then I like you know didn't come for like a week or whatever. Then keep in mind I wasn't driving. I biked back seven in the morning. To come see him at work. There's nothing tougher <laughs> than rolling up to you work on a bike. Pedaling that bike. So yeah. Pedaling. Yeah. Cling, cling. Clack. Let's go. Everybody just flare. Babe Ruth baseball card. <laughs> popping over in front of that shit. The chain came off. Just get off pissed. chain back on Put it. that shit on. I went there. He didn't come. Dude, demo. He go, he go, you coming back to work? I was like, let Mike go to work. I'm going to go to work. Or I'm coming to work. He finally gets there. Settle my shit. I talked to him on the phone. I'm like, you talk, you talking to me for real? We really, this money cleared up? I was like, he's like, yeah. I'm like, you talking to me for real? How we talk to these people on the phone? He was like, I ain't no bitch. I was like, you stop acting like a bitch. I'll start treating you like a bitch. <laughs> I get to work. <laughs> <laughs> After I bike to work. <laughs> I bike to work. <laughs> Things is all good on my way out. He's like, and stop talking shit. And I look at him and go, and then I angrily bike away. <laughs> and then it could have been worse. You could have been on a razor scooter. So I, I mean, all of it. I would have been on a bird if this took place today. <laughs> That's the other shit. I got my bike stolen from that place. That was my livelihood in front of a Burger King. I'm pretty sure it was the dude that ran that joint that stole your bike. I know he stole my bike. This is the thing. Me and these two folks. I'm not gonna say who their names is. We go to find <laughs> my bike, and there's this dude riding his red bike. And they're like, there he go. And we are about to whoop this dude's ass. <laughs> and then I go, that's not my bike. <laughs> that dude almost caught an ass whooping. That dude caught a low pay, a low wage working <laughs> ass whooping. And then you listen to the Toner Gang. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Then we always gangbanging for Toner. Yeah, you know, you know it would be great if you did a show and like one of the dudes in the show was like, wait, you look real familiar. Did you beat my ass? <laughs> you were screaming, it was your bike. It wasn't your bike. It was my bike. <laughs> that would have been amazing. My that mama was, gave me that bike. <laughs> that would have been a very small Tony world. Tuesday, my dude. <laughs> Tony Tuesdays. You're all getting these fists. Tough talk, Tony Tuesdays. I got all the colors. Pink, red, black, <laughs> what you yellow. Want? I, I ordered Toner and all I got was marijuana. What happened? I don't understand what, what kind of business this is. Now. <laughs> Malcolm Dennis. <laughs> so, yeah, so what are these questions about? Yeah, Trump? so I, 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 so I never do this. It's always weird to me because like all we do is like riff. Thomas, you know, we did like a three hour episode. All we did was talk. That's but, why it's three hours. But, but uh, our, I, I, I'll talk. Our producer slash tech department slash everything just shook her fist speak. at me. She made like this little write up, and we have like questions that I keep on trying to like look at. Uh, but, how's you know, it working? It's it's not working very Dude, well. To be honest, I'm it's been a lot of me. Five. 
I've been. What are you doing? Just leaning back into the background. I've been talking. You a look lot. like you just melted. I am. I've been talking a lot. Cool. I'm chilling here with these questions. All right, so we're talking about uh, um, brain problems. So you, this is your first full length play. First full length play. So have you? You've written other plays. I've written other plays. I've written shorts. I've written uh, stuff for the internet. I've never written like. 90 pages of material for people to say who aren't me. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. So what's the difference? Well, obviously, it's it's longer, but is it a much more difficult to go a full-blown play as opposed to, like, little tiny... Yes, it's very hard to write 90 pages <laughs> <laughs> of anything. You can write blah, blah, blah for 90 pages. It's still... You got to keep doing it. Well, you can do, so like, much. you know, like I did in school. It's like, it has to be 100 words. Okay, it's very, 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 very good. Yeah. And you just keep on going. Now do that for 90 pages. Oh, yeah. That might be a lot. <laughs> Yeah, that one sentence was That might high. be a very, very, very lot. That's very, 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 very hard. So w- would you say this is like a passion project? It was, you know, it initially started, it started for two reasons. Like one was, uh, you know, I have this theater company, nonprofit theater company, ammo theater, ammunition theater.com. Um, and the goal is diversity women. Like that's who's in power. That's who the strength of it is. Um, white folks is in there too. Don't be scared. Uh, our unofficial slogan is uh, a brown contingent is strong. Our white people be popping. Fuck the fourth wall. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's the unofficial slogan. That there. just makes me happy. Yeah, right. I just put it on a T-shirt. <laughs> uh, so for we have these writers workshop. And so my goal was to because of who we are, I think it's important that the material be written for us. Oh, right. Because a lot of plays are written. They're either old school or written towards one race or they're like, hey, we're open to doing race, which means it's not going to be not. about <laughs> you. Do you know what I mean? And so. Like, it's just like, it's just like that we're open to really. Yeah. 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 It's just a word. Yeah. Yeah. Still Magnolias, but all black, which is good. I think they made that with Queen Latifah. That sounds like a bit, but I think that's true. So Jerry has it, but she'd be all over it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's true. So, but what happened is, so I wrote this for a workshop just to do it. And at the time, Tommy, I probably had recently heard about him going through having the AVNs. Um, but I hadn't written. So the, the idea of who it was, was in there. And I think what I initially had always in my head was like this super sarcastic person going through this thing uh, who at the end has a long monologue. <laughs> that was, hey, that's, that, was, that was really. That's a great jumping off that point. That was the, really the gist of it. It was like 10 pages. And then Bernardo Cubria, who was one of the artistic directors at the time, um, and director just kept pushing me to, he was like, have another month to do it, blah, blah, blah. And at the time I was, I was sober. I'd just written something else, a show, but at the time I was like super sober for like two or three months. What so there bummer. started, yeah, yeah. There was a, there's like, <laughs> there's like a lot of hours in the day, more so than you think <laughs> when Wait, you're drinking. How, how can an hour take seven? You know oh, what I mean? It's like, I'm like, I was that Bart Simpson joke. There's a five in the morning now? <laughs> that exists. They make those? <laughs> so there is so I finished this play in like record time and quicker than I finished, you know, albums and and um short plays and things like that. I finished it in a couple months. Um and I also wanted to finish it before he had went through surgery because I didn't want that to determine whatever the outcome may be to determine Damn, that just got dark. Yeah, it's super dark. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Oh man, I wanted to finish this shit before you died. Yeah, yeah. That's hard. Uh, the, yeah. The idea, I mean, in all honesty. No, it, it's dark. I mean, yeah, it was, but it's, it's like fucked up. But yeah. like whatever the outcome may be, I wanted to finish it before that so that his real life didn't determine the story That's that awesome. was told. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so that the characters could be different people. Like right. the characters, a bulk of them are based on the actors who are playing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's a character in it named Malcolm that I wrote be- for 
for me. Um, <laughs> is it a character? Are you playing yourself? No, there was a version where I was playing myself, where he was playing Donnie. There was a version, and that was for a bulk of it. There was a version early where Bernardo was the lead character. Um, the understudy for me, now I'm playing Donnie. The understudy is Pete Pasco, And the person playing Malcolm is Brandon Scott, who's uh, one of my another best friend of mine who's in my band, mm-hmm. Verbal and Icarus. And his understudy is Ahmed Best, who's best known from Star Wars or Jar Jar Binks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Also has all these fight choreography wins um, from Ammo Theater. And Smashed stuff. it last night. He was, uh, he's amazing. He's, he's, he's. And he's playing the Malcolm character? He's playing the Malcolm character. Do you give he's him there. shit? Are I, you like, actually, I don't, you know, I wouldn't funny? really say it that way. Well, you know what? It, it's again, <laughs> it's funny. You know, I, all of them, I have to let go and be mm-hmm. whatever they are. Like even they're kind of turning into like their own they're, entities. They're their right? own thing, and so I just kind of let them be who they are and do what they do. And though, and it's the only character where they, add, I, I, I feel as though I wrote something that is very precise and technical in language. And that character is the only one where the actors who have played them, I've kind of let live a bit, a little bit, and do a little thing outside of the natural rhythm of the play, just because it makes sense. Say no. It's yeah. not written that way. No, I want to, but he's like, Ahmed has a lot more motherfuckers than I wrote. And I wrote in 78 motherfuckers. Oh my God. Does it, does, <laughs> hey, do, does he double any of them? No, no, no. I, you got Samuel Jackson in it. Like, it's so amazing when you double it. Like, I'm a mushroom cloud a motherfucker, motherfucker. Like, when you That's double it up, one. it's incredible. It's he a lot more a, difficult than you think, though. He can, he does this, he does do this line where he goes, what if God, fuck with me, right. is that, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is, the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Wait, so Thomas, how about you? Okay, so the the, the you character. Less interested. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. oh, oh, oh Th- Thomas. Look, you guys want this shit to slow down. I'll join. Wait, the wait, conversation. wait, 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 Thomas, get comfortable. No, I will. <laughs> so you're you're the character that's that's based on you. Do you have any critiques of the character? Were you like? I'm curious about. I wouldn't this. say it that so way. I, I find it that to be to be the most common question here is um, what is it like for you to watch the show? And for me, I guess I, I was talking to the director last night, and he asked me for the first time last night, "What is it like for you to watch the show?" Um, and Malcolm has asked me the same question, etc. And to be honest, it's it came out really clear. It's an honor, a privilege, um, and a ple- it's a pleasure because it, it gets all morose, etc. But I'm alive. Yeah. I actually get to watch this thing that like I helped inspire in some kind of way, or like I was going through something that inspired Malcolm to to do this. And so it's a privilege, um, you know. And uh, it's almost like I don't want to be. Uh, related to it in any way, sense or form, because I want to just enjoy it that much. It almost feels like <clears throat> if I promote the play, it's almost like check out this thing that was inspired me because I'm awesome, even though you know I am. <laughs> um, I, I I think it's uh it's it's lovely. It's like uh, it's an honor for have to you know who doesn't want a song, play, a sonnet, or anything written about them. You know who doesn't want to inspire art. And so he does me a great honor and great justice to do it. Man, you might be the worst person to ask this because everything that you said is like crazy positive. You can't, <laughs> it's just, man, it is the you know, greatest thing surgeons, in the history of mankind. Three brain surgeons do that shit to you, though. You know what I'm saying? Your perspective is a little skewed. It's just, I'm just really, when your baseline is, I'm happy to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what the favorite part of the play is? Um, I'm alive. <laughs> You know? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's there. Hey, how was Superman versus Batman? What'd you think of it? <laughs> I'm alive. So <laughs> that might be the greatest movie I've ever seen. Yeah, but you know ever. what? 
There's a party that could have been like, man, I wish I would have died before I said <laughs> so, When I saw Justice League, I was like, I kind of feel that. I, kinda, yeah, I could have died without seeing this. I haven't watched that film, but I'm sorry to everybody involved in that film. I'm, it's an honor. To no, no, don't be sorry. They know what they were getting into. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> no, but at the same time. You've seen the several movies that led into that? I'm, glad, I'm friends I'm, with Henry, Henry Cavill, so this is not like weird. a critique of like, giving notes on what a real play should sound like and look like, you know. So, like, I'm here to make all the adjustments. See, it's not so I good. Do, you should just now, like, you know, now that I've seen it, I can make rewrites. Be so like super I'll arrogant and say, hey, I would not say it like that. I talked talk to Tom. See, what Tommy didn't know, or maybe knew, is that I definitely <laughs> talked to him about certain things about it. So I could get it right. I mean, all of I would not know anything about this condition. I mean, without, it's, I mean it's, it's like he'd give me subtle hints. Like he'd write me like, hey, man, what's an AVM? Like at 3 a.m. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I guess you're doing research. <laughs> no, because at what point? Because I didn't tell you. If you remember, I didn't tell you I was writing the play. And you've got two. I didn't them? tell you I was writing the play until after I was done with the first act. Hey, no. let, let's say I said this to you. How would you respond? Uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. tell him, and then and then he was like, "So if you need any help with this, I was like, no, I can't." No, tell no, no, you. I got this. I got this. I'm like, my seizures so, uh, happen uh, in uh, my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so, aside of Thomas, were, were there any other um, I don't know brain injury survivors that you based the character on? No, 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 no. All, all the entire condition I know from him or the internet. Okay. Um, and then as a character, it's it's him and me, mostly him, and then and then me. I think, Whatever. Me. I think you really do a lovely job of taking uh, certain aspects of us and putting in into certain characters. I put the most fucked up, most interesting, what I think is the most fucked up human versions of us into the character. So, just, so you guys were just describing yourselves. Yeah, because I don't think there's not, because you also, <laughs> you know what it is? You don't see a protagonist who is wrong. You see, you, you see like an anti-hero. Right. This character's not an anti-hero. He's just in a lot of ways wrong or afraid. And he's right too, or he's just afraid to confront the things that he's going. Right, he's just flawed. Oh, he's yeah. a human being. He's flawed. He's super flawed. And so he's afraid to, but he's also interesting and endearing. So mm-hmm. that is what I try to capture. I tried to capture the most interesting, endearing, fucked up parts of us. Put them into a character that you root for who finally has to deal with his own shit. You know, awesome. if you talk about me and him personally, we're both people who don't always deal with our own shit and mm-hmm. has stuff going on. So, you know, the twist is uh, is that they deal with their own shit in the that's play. That's- it's like the help. You know how in the help, it's all about the author's like racist past, except for the part where she goes back to help the uh, maids. Mm-hmm. The part where she helps the maids is the lie. Mm-hmm. So that's this uh, play <laughs> is it's the help of mental health the part where i talk to people about what's really going on with me that's the lie can someone please <laughs> review it in those words exactly <laughs> it's the help of mental health <laughs> three stars <laughs> that's weird because it's a seven star system <laughs> So I, 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 I was gonna say a it's, a, it's a two star system. This is a mess. You oh, know, amazing you play. Oh, okay. <laughs> I went to a heavier critique. Yeah. So, like, speaking of heavy, we're we're, we're gonna go a, a little heavy right here. Heavier so, than my best friend almost died. Yeah, seriously. And me profiting off of it. Wait, so, so I'm your friend. Yeah, a little bit. It's, it's written it's, in an article. It's, oh yeah, yeah. It's, also, it's it, it's nonprofit theater, so there's no profit. Yeah, it, it's. Still I've up, lost money talking about it. It's still up, <laughs> it's still up in the air. It's still in flux. <laughs> You're going to fucking bill me when we walk in. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to see Thomas. He's going to be like in a barrel. 
suspenders. Which then I'll send you a text message asking you to borrow money. Just, Ven- just Venmo me. <laughs> just Venmo me. Have you guys seen my commercial for Venmo during this right now? <laughs> How amazing! <laughs> All right, so the the fact that th- this is you know th- this this is your brother from another mother. This is like one of your really really close friends. I, I'm, I'm going to read this because you know Felice works yeah, so, sure. works so hard. Number five, we found that family and friends need to connect with other loved ones, caregivers of brain injury survivors too. Did you ever seek support groups um, to help cope with what Thomas was going through? No, 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 no. All internal. You're, you're just a dude. You're nah. just a dude. I don't see a psychiatrist as often what? as I should. Why am I out here? Dude, I see a shrink once a week. Re- I reason to... being, I'm a recovering Catholic. That's what led into me almost dying. I think I think you should see a shrink. I think it's a good idea, actually, mm-hmm. to see a psychiatrist. I've seen that. So like, this actually isn't a podcast. Ago. This is an intervention. That's fair enough. <laughs> well, you're way too late. <laughs> way too fucking late. <laughs> Where were you earlier in my life? Uh, but no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see... Anybody, I don't know that I, I did not talk about it. I'm sure if I was dating somebody at the time, mm-hmm. maybe I talked about it or we did our talking when we were in the hospital room. Mm. Um, which is which is kind of the inspiration, which is awkward because they were pulling a tube out of my penis, but you know, I we ba- got a lot I of barely, I barely remember that. It's it's probably a lot more memorable for you. Yeah, I had to really pee, and I think I remember because would you have a catheter? Yeah. I think I remember. It's not the worst thing. Angiogram is terrible. So they shove that into your crotch and bring oh, it into your brain. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. I, I, no I, had, I had a catheter. I don't remember any of it. Thank God for short-term memory loss. Yeah. Seriously. Shout out to that. I also oh, have Apparently that. Felice remembers. I See? <laughs> See? The opposite. Back, back to what we're talking about. Your perspective on what it's yeah. like. You got to watch that. Yeah, you have that. Wait, wait. Did you actually see the catheter pulled? You were holding my fucking hand doing it, doggy. Oh, I thought you were going to say something else. That would have been very strange. You were holding my penis doing it. Be gentle with this motherfucker. Uh, Right. He was he was he was there for my uh my angiogram, which required a catheter or whatever. Uh, it was, you know, it wasn't the most like it was probably the scariest moment because it's the first procedure of the, you know, potentially, hey, we'll we'll fix you with this thing that's really odd. That's you know? the thing that we thought at first would might work. Yeah, or they, they wanted to put a stint in there it. to try to open up the passage, but right. you know, it saved my life in the long term because I had two AVMs, right. aneurysm, et cetera. You Didn't know? you have three? I had two AVMs and an and aneurysm a and a Shiari brain. Yeah, Shiari, Kiari, Shiari. I don't. I'm. So, I apologize to anybody who has that because I still don't know how to say. It. Fact check: the correct pronunciation is Kiari malformation. It is a condition in which brain tissue extends into your spinal canal. It occurs when part of your skull is abnormally small or misshapen, pressing on your brain and forcing it downwards. Hey, in his defense, he had a brain injury. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. stop being a dick, guys. <laughs> Who is it? Two AVMs? I still have it. Though, uh, too. Uh, uh, what? It's two AVMs. I had one here on the left lobe, one on my top, uh, top of my crown, like on the left lobe as well. Fact check. An arteriovenous malformation, more commonly referred to as an AVM, is an abnormal tangle of blood vessels in the brain or spine. Some AVMs have no specific symptoms and little or no risk to one's life or health, while others, like Thomas, cause severe and devastating effects when they bleed. And then an aneurysm behind my right eye. Fact check. An aneurysm occurs when part of an artery wall weakens, allowing it to balloon out or widen abnormally. If an aneurysm grows large, it can rupture, causing dangerous bleeding. Dude, I only had a hemorrhagic stroke. I had one, uh, uh, the right basal ganglia burst. That's it. I feel like a, a um, you're, you're an overachiever, dude. Dude, I'd rather underachieve in this room. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that. 
Yeah, we have Malcolm over here, no brain injury. But Thanks, man. At, no, but at the same time, <laughs> oh, a lot of people. Brain. It's funny because a lot of people would be like, "I only had this, dude." Everybody's Every, everybody's different. It's amazing to me. You are y'all out. By the way, all together, y'all have had more stuff. No, than I what's amazing know about. to me is that you walk around with your brain problems just normal, like you don't even care about them. Something's you, up. You with different. Mine. Fucking wrong. Mine is all mental. Luckily, I love you. There's no surgery you could do about this. No, 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 the, no. Or your face. This is this was. God. That's right here. You're supposed to say, hey, that's a moneymaker right there. Jesus, right there. No, I'm, I'm joking. I love you and I wish you nothing but health. I hope you do. Which is true wealth. You guys have different relationships than I do with my friends, my really close friends. Every We're single going birth- over 20 years. Every single birthday, uh, Felice can attest to this. I hit up my friend Ricky and I say, your lifestyle's an abomination and I truly hope terrible things happen to you. So that's you very guys, sweet. He's married with a small child. He's married daughter. with a small child too. So oh, there might cool. be something definitely wrong with that's me. Cool. Love you, Rick. Love you, <laughs> Love you, buddy. That's fucking cool. Uh shout out to Rick for uh taking this abuse from he's his small daughter. All right, that's fair. That's good. He did, and he's a Jesus loving man. I'm just there's something wrong oh, with he me. About Jesus? He, he is, he is. But yeah, actually Don't let in, him give you a hard time. In my defense, he's one of the biggest jerks I know. He actually played uh, a candy shop at church. He's a weird dude. Yeah, on the p- keys? Yes. He was like, they'll take you to the Bible shop. <laughs> wait, no, wait, stop. That one time they played, one time in my church at Bible Faith, they played, Jesus gave me one more chance. I got the good Lord, boy. You didn't know? Oh, my. Stop. I might have added that ad lib, but yeah, they definitely. Uh, wait, you said, <laughs> I got that good Lord, no. <laughs> you didn't know? <laughs> you didn't know? I got I'm that real, good I'm real. God, you was killing know. it. Don't nobody in church who plays a cover Ever play that shit whack? That shit is always that, fun. That's very they true. They were working on it for months. They've been, like, I'm debuting this tonight. Well, because it's, it's not a crowd. You're playing Jesus to Jesus himself. Yeah. Well, and you're playing to the hood because it's, it's really just people from the hood. It's like, ooh, I got and a Sunday, Sunday, like, I know this one. This in church and I want to be extra good. I know today. this one. I'm going to show up today. I'm excited. I'm twerking at church today. Mm. <laughs> I wish, <laughs> the name I wish I could. I, the, uh, the surgery put a little weight on, which I'm kind of happy about. <laughs> hey, I was going to say, you, you got a donk now. I'm pretty impressed. It's not. A, I can feel I got a donk on my stomach. I got, I got one of those too, but I've been working on it. I got to work it out. Yeah, yeah, instead of a six pack, you got a keg. It's all good. <laughs> So, so, so you're a church dude, dude, for sure. Did you, did you pray for this man over here? I'm sure at some point, not anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing the rough patch. He's only got one brave problem in the eye surgery left. What is that? A quarter million? No, at what didn't. point were you like, oh yeah, he's on the up and up. He's going to make it. Um, Was he we, wasn't, we wasn't chill until we, I didn't bring no real fresh air until after the last surgery. Okay. After the last one. Cause uh, he, he was still waiting to go back to surgery. Mm-hmm. So it was just like. So I still didn't know. I didn't know he was still going to be. Yeah, that sucks, man. My temperature seizures, they, I, if I get cold, apparently I jump into them. But I think my medication leads me to do that. Too. Yeah, Last time sure. I tried to wean myself off, it led me to Presbyterian and an $8,000 bill. Um, so I don't know. But like I said, I'm, I'm happy to be sitting in this chair. I'm <laughs> Can you still die at any moment from um, I don't know, man. I don't know, dude. To be honest, I don't know. Because I still got that problem in the back. And they're like, it's not a problem unless it like, hurts. Shit hurts. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like. That's, well, that's a good to know. know. And, and like my eye needs to be like rect- uh, rectified. And, and it's not going to happen because so, my insurance got canceled. But whatever, so man. <sighs> it's, it's, you know, it, they made it better. They put a plate behind it separated the eye from the. Because so it doesn't shake anymore, right? It does shake. But it does? It, it does not as much. Like the best way I can explain it is. You walk out your front door in the morning, somebody throws three big-ass rocks at you for a year. And then one day you walk out, they throw one. And, and then you kind of, you wait for the other two, and you're kind of like, I'm just going to go to work now. That's perspective. But, you, you know? know? 
it, it, you're still getting a rock thrown at you, but yeah. it ain't, there ain't three of them. Yeah. So it moves. So it shit. sucks, but it just doesn't suck. I can't look at the right. Sometimes I wear the patch because it's too bright and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff, or I'm always winking at chicks and my wife's getting mad at me. <laughs> that's <laughs> nothing to do with that, that has nothing to do with, <laughs> that's nothing to do with the surgery. That's just you being a flirt. I get that's that. That's right, baby. You gotta keep it young and healthy because then you know, you know, you know. That's that's how we met. I was like, this dude's winking at me. This is yeah, weird. But that was before the search. He's also <laughs> taking checking my inseam. That was strange. Was I? No. <laughs> I'm always looking for competition. I usually dominate, but, you know, I'm always looking for a challenge. Hey, well, I am Puerto Rican, so, I mean. Why do you always look at me when you make dick jokes? <laughs> he, always, he always looks right in my eye when he makes dick jokes. He's always like this. Yeah, man, my dick is big. <laughs> no, I not got a big dick. That's the first perfect transition oh into, into getting nerdy. He's just channeling your character from the original episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Solid segue, sir. Right? <laughs> Dude, I got to... I gotta tell you, you're give out awards for segments. You're uncomfortable. Very passing. <laughs> your uncomfortable eye contact with Dennis in that episode made me very uncomfortable. I think it was in the script. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to think it's just because he's a very nice man. My he's favorite very, thing is nice. I'm randomly sitting anywhere in the world doing whatever it is over the passages of time, and somebody inevitably writes, <laughs> "Just watching always sunny in Philadelphia." Look, it shows up. <laughs> it's happened like five times. That's good. It is. So I, I think that's the first thing that I saw you, and it might have been better off Ted, because I, no. I fuck with I fuck well, with I that show. Yeah, I, I fuck with that show. It just it didn't get its just due. No, it got canceled. That's that's a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness for Netflix Full though. Circle. Full circle. But then you know what? So this is why you stay friends with folk. So my very first show was Louis with Luis Guzman. Wow. I'm, I'm gonna take you through my whole career. In four seconds. This is why this is why me and Louis got along because I used to perform at New Eurekans and he used to live in the Lower East Side. Or he lives in the Lower East Side or wherever you want. Hey! Um, so people. I was part of the New Eurekan Poetry Cafe. Oh, wow. Did so, you, you won, didn't you? I, I, I won yeah, stuff. No, you don't, took, don't you took awards like away from it. my people? Um, they, <laughs> if they wanted it, they would have got it. <laughs> That's my rule. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember. I live by the rules of the Europeans. So I'm on Louie. That's how I wound up doing Sunny in Philadelphia because Charlie Day was on Louie. Then later on, I did Better Off Ted. Full circle, Jonathan Slavin was my best friend on that show. We now did Santa Clarita this year together, written by Victor Fresco, who did Better Off Ted. Um, and in my last show, I was almost timeless, which doesn't relate to anything else, <laughs> except I used to watch The Shield and Supernatural. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is your career is like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's all I, connected. I play I play a lot of nerd. For a while, I was playing like the smartest dude in the room or right. something like that, which is like, this is, this is a direct fight against the fact that like, I think my first two roles were basketball player number two. And uh, a crackhead named Harris something or whatever name like that. I was like a crack dealer on Sopranos or some shit like that. <laughs> but I have no crack makeup, so I was proud of that. Easter egg, Malcolm is actually intelligent in real life. It's a weird thing. I went to math and science. Yeah. Class, so I try and use. Oh, you fucking you just, like you're a nerd nerd. I went to real, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's. I'm not smart anymore. Now I'm smart, but I don't know mathematical theories anymore. I used to be smart, but now I smoke a tremendous amount I of marijuana. Of weed, and now, <laughs> now I make all make my money unsmart. playing smart guys. Because now, because it's believable when I say words. Right. Do you know what I mean? Because like, I've said them before. Because I've said them before. Because so people are like, oh, okay. Like endoplasmic rectangulum is cold with him. Oh, that's nice. Something. I was about to ask you, what's the biggest word you've seen in you? That's probably, I mean. Said an $18 word. Anti disestablishmentarianism is the biggest word. Thank God. Uh, but I don't know math formulas no more because I've been into the right. I think so I know. formula might be the biggest word that I know. <laughs> math. <laughs> <laughs> 
So out of all of these characters, what would you say would be your favorite character that you've played? One of my favorite dramatic characters. You know what? Hands down, Rufus on Timeless is my favorite character nice. to have ever played. Until that point, it was a character on um, Southland with Regina King, where I got shot in the head and didn't know it. Um, and so it was in... <laughs> Speaking of head trauma, uh, so, <laughs> that was the original research. That, that, yeah, yeah, that's when I first got into it. Where my character got shot in the head, didn't realize it. Regina King's character realized it. I end up in a hospital, um, and then they realize that they can't really operate on me. And so you see, you do, deal with me, and then I stay alive long enough for my wife to come, and then and then it's over. Oh my god, I'm so sad now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to affect you. I am so sad. You know what? That, that actually reminds me when I, uh, I was in New York, there was like a, a, my mom was telling me a story of somebody that got shot in a park. They didn't realize they got shot and they died a few weeks later. Yeah, it's crazy. That's crazy. How did not know story. you got shot? But then again, people mob around. They're like, oh, I didn't know I had a stroke. Yeah, I know. That's weird. I mean, so, I, I have it for 11 days. You, that's true. So see did, a uh, so did, uh, uh, yeah, see a doctor. That's, that's what happened to Sharon Stone. She had the same type of stroke I had and, and she forgot like how to see. That's weird. Yeah. See her here. See her here. Foxy Brown can't hear out of love Foxy you. Brown. Greatest female rapper in history. No, that's I agree. Inaccurate. I agree with that. You agree with what you just yes, said? Yes, I absolutely agree with you. <laughs> okay. You found your audience. I know. <laughs> well, who's your favorite who's your favorite female rapper? Being a rapper yourself. So to be honest, it took me a while to take and I don't mean this in a sexist way. I was raised by all women. I had to have a period just to fit in. I joke about that all the time. That's true. <laughs> so I didn't really take female hip hop artists serious because I'm uh, like, ah. yeah, yeah, no, that's sexist. But one of the greatest, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but once when I heard Foxy Brown, I was like, oh my god, she changed my life. I think one of my favorites is Jean Grey. Um, I mean, of all time, Queen Latifah is amazing. Queen Latifah, Queen Latifah has MC Lights has up there. Like MC Light was when I was feeling her from her vibe, yeah, right. and her voice too. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Lovely. Uh, MC Light is at Lauren Hill, obviously. Yeah, see, but it, well, Lauren Hill is weird that, to me. That, she's one of my for favorite. Me, I think Lauren is the greatest. She's one of I my, don't put her she's one of my favorite she's like battle a, rapper. Yes. She, you know what she is to me? She she was like, well, yeah, I guess battle rapper, yeah. But like all the stuff that she put out, she's like right in between. In between R&B singer and rapper. Once she became a solo artist. Mm-hmm. When she was with the Fuji, she was just a rapper. Wasn't, wasn't nobody calling her. Lauren Hill, Felice loves that. Yeah, no one, <laughs> it wasn't until she did uh, Killing Me Softly that people really thought of her as a singer. And they didn't even think of her as a singer when she did Sister Act 2, was it, that she was in? Oh, my God. Yeah. So I, I, I was on a date. This is I'm aging myself. I was on a date, um, and I was, went to see uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, and I thought it was terrible. So me oh. and my date, we left, and we saw Sister Act 2 instead. Okay. Now I think Nightmare Before Christmas is amazing, and I Sister Act 2 is hot garbage. I was annoyed at Nightmare Before Christmas. I love it now. I didn't know it was a musical going in. That might have been my issue. I thought it was a scary, I thought it was a fun, dark comedy. It wasn't. And I think I was like 13, <laughs> and I was like... I was right around I was there. like, yo, this shit, you made a dark comedy about Halloween? Fire. And then, um... This skeleton motherfucker started singing. What's this? <laughs> There's magic in the air. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, all right. I'll deal with this. I guess Oogie Boogie's kind of cool. Yeah, aside of that, I was watching Lauren Hill in her first uh, role. Who's your, who's your, you think Foxy Brown is a better rapper? I love Foxy Brown. I think she's Lauren incredible. You think she's a better rapper than Lauren Hill? I do because I don't 100% consider Lauren Hill just a straight on rapper. You think she's made better rap songs than Lauren Hill? Yeah, you think I love Foxy Brown. Be- you think she raps better? I love, I love Foxy. You know, if you're lucky, we're on a time schedule because I'll be like, all right, pull out your best lyric, and I'll pull out my best lyric from from Lauren Hill, and we'll see who wins. We'll do that. We'll do that. I had a motherfucker, so you ignorant niggas hear me, uh, or uh, 
52 grams, I tied it up. <laughs> 42, turned the window. This shit where the math is wrong for eight minutes. He said, you said, you said the math is wrong for eight minutes. 52 grams, tied up, that's a pound. No, it's not. Bleep, bleep out my N-word for my white fan base, please. We can't leave out Eve either. Eve's Eve great. Eve was dope, too. Eve's great. I rock, and also I rock rough and stuff with my average smack. Hey, oh, come oh, on, no. Lady, Lady Rage. Rage. Lady come Rage on. is my shit. She was, briefly. She was like a flash in the pan. She was cool. So who's she had a couple songs. Too, like, and who's a, I, I assume she is. <laughs> when you say a couple, you mean like one and a half. She wasn't like JJ Fad. <laughs> Yeah, JJ Fad, not just a fan. Off that album. <laughs> yes. Who Eminem uh fucking uh interpolated uh off his uh rap god song. Did he? Yes. I'm a supersonic da 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 that's yeah, wow. ladies. Yeah, you are from Brooklyn and Bam, you definitely Brooklyn. aged yourself. <laughs> Brooklyn. I'm out here. My first album my mama bought me was JJ Fad and Cool as Ice. And uh, wait, maybe a Wanye thing. Wait, wait, real quick. Wait, are we being proud of Cool as Ice? I'm saying that's what was there. I didn't say <laughs> Speaking fast. I don't care. First album I bought was Blues Traveler. Uh, the single, Hook Brings Me Back. And then the B-side was, uh, what was it, Mountain or Matt? Because it was Hook. Hook is a great song. The hook brings you back. Does not matter what you that say. Dude, that dude was like the original human auto tune. I love that dude. I once was like, I loved uh, Blues Traveler until I found out who Cat Stevens is. Uh, and then Blues Traveler was like, well, thank you. And I was like, I'm so happy to hear from you, Blues Traveler. My name is Malcolm. Aww. Thank you, Blues Traveler. Man, Malcolm, getting to know you right now? You're a weird dude. You're a weird fucking dude. Yeah. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please consider leaving us a five-star review on the Apple Podcast app. Your reviews help us grow and reach more listeners like you. Find us by searching for the Neuro Nerds on the Apple Podcast app today. Okay, so it influences lyrically, musically. Redman, nice. 100%. That's my favorite lyricist. Dude, he started time. rapping in Korean. That's amazing. Nothing beats that. I'd be like, rah, rah, like I got cerebral palsy. That's dope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By the way, you can't say that now. It's a different, it's a different climate now. You can't go ah. Like I got cerebral. The Superman Lover series, the whole Superman Lover series is amazing. All this shit. What the album? There is a dark what side. The album Muddy was Waters. It? Yeah. All of that. Muddy Waters. Yep. You would swear Red Man was inside the truck. And then, and then he crossed over with Christina Aguilera. Then people were like, "Let's get dirty." Who is this dude? Red Man could always do whatever he wanted. Let's get dirty. He could. He could. He could always do whatever he wanted. We got the newest one, nineteen ninety now or something like that, or nineteen ninety now. Oh really? I think it's his newest one right now. I follow Red Man. (laughs) You know who's my favorite? Red Man, Feral Monch, Feral Monch, Karis One, Rakim. Royce the Five Nine, we got the Infinity. Royce the Five Nine, you know what? I'm just starting to get into him now. I'm late to the party. I'm late to the party. Point blank range like there was punches. No, I, what a beautiful line. Love Royce. Feral Monch, one of the greatest freestylers. Feral Monch is great. Don't you ever disrespect the fucking caterpillar. Keep your eyes on that butterfly, but don't you ever disrespect that fucking caterpillar. For, for me, KRS One, I'm not saying I'm number one. Oh, I'm sorry, I lied. I'm number one, two, three, four, and five. And five. That's a, okay. On. The song that closes my show is "I'm Dreaming of Being a Blunt." KRS One. Calmly, good dream. what I want you to do is count to ten. Nine, eight, seven. I'm dreaming! He's like, I want you to go to sleep. I'm dreaming about being a blood.
Yo, go see Brain Problems at the Pico Theater. At the Pico it's, Theater. It's a so, fantastic show. So do you have a message for the people out there with brain injuries? Um... No, man. <laughs> I'm happy you made it. Come see the show. I got no message. I mean, I don't know. I don't know that I can say anything to uh, survivors of brain injuries or traumas. Um, what I can say to folks who are around those people are like, you know, just be a friend to your friend. That's really all you can do. There's not much else there is. You know what I mean? Because the rest is just sort of fate and opportunity right you know what i mean so you just want to you know it's the same advice i have to anybody whether or not your friend has trauma which is like give flowers to the ones you love while they around that's that's really nice i want flowers i'll give you flowers you don't bring me flowers anymore i can't smell them in my grave oh my god why why are we all so dark but no i'm being real what's dark life is death death is life let's be honest I, i i i like this life is life and we're here to live it yeah, and I, I believe am. that. And I live it really, and, really. And I, I think you and I, more so than anybody, we have a different perspective on it because we came so close to not being here. So I really want to enjoy the time that I have here. You know, I and again, I don't know why I made it because percentages say that I shouldn't have, but I think it's to live. I think it's to help my fellow man along the way. I think it's to grow every single day if possible, and that's what I, I, I choose to do. That's what I want to do. Damn, we got serious real quick. No, I thought I was going. I thought I was going to die. Because I'm from the hood. So, mm-hmm. like, it yeah. took me about a year after I was 18 to realize I was going to make it to 19. I was like, we still doing this? Dude, that's bugged. Oh, yeah. Spe- the, yeah. Speaking of therapy, the- go to it, Malcolm. That's some PTSD, dude. Yeah, You're not man. supposed to think that way. That's not I'm, normal. It's not a normal way to live. Uh, I definitely thought I was going to get accidentally shot. Mm-hmm. Um, not I on purpose because I, I wasn't I'm doing it. I still like that. When I get pulled over, when I was able oh, to drive, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm always like, I, I don't do shit. Panic kicks in. I don't turn off the radio. Yeah. I don't touch shit. It's rough. It's you rough. Just, just stay there yeah, like I just this. Stay my hands on the wheel. You tell me, I'm moving. Extra serious. Yeah, but this is all to say that all of this is bonus life to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be really honest, all of this is bonus. So I'm like, if I can pull anything out of this. Well, what, what you're doing with, with this play, as a brain injury survivor myself, I really appreciate it. You know, and it, it's going to be, um, I can't wait to see it. I'm really, really, actually, I'm really excited. Look at these nipples. Um, <laughs> basketball. <laughs> so I, 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 I really, really. Uh, What's that major league? No, it was, it was definitely basketball. It was uh, Bob Costas. Bob Costas. Bob Costas. Yeah, you're excited. Feel these nipples. Come on, guys. If you guys, my God, it's ridiculous. Yeah, Keep can, this in. People need to see this movie. <laughs> you know, not I've enough n- people are seeing seen basketball. It. What? You'll be all right. By the you way, know, but I've never seen anything other than Die Hard One either. It's a great movie. Well, you don't need to see anything aside of Die Hard. Maybe Die Hard Three. Because you need to know, know well, who Zeus is. I'm doing it every Christmas. I've been busy the last two Stop Christmas. calling me Jesus. I look Puerto Rican to you. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Stroke Awareness Month, which yeah. is also Mental Health Awareness Shout Month, out right? To, to, to John Singleton. God bless you. Seriously. Rest in peace. He gave me my first opportunity. Yeah, to t- yeah talk, talk about that. You told me about that. That blows me away. Real, real quick, like, yeah, you know, I got out of high school and I went to my first audition. It was, I basically just cursed in Spanish at a camera. <laughs> and they called me that day and they were like, we, John wants to hire you. We'll fly you out, et cetera. He's, he, we're going to fly you out to LA for a meeting, blah, blah, blah. And then he ended up flying to New York. Um, but then we canceled the meeting. I just had to end up on set. I ended up on set. Designed a costume. was like, oh, I love the scarf in your head, et cetera. It was like, great. Standing was in blah, blah, blah. I sit in, I do the scene, but before I do the scene, I'm kind of running nose, you know? I look over to my left and I see the first person I see just happened to be a black dude. And I was like, hey, you got a tissue? And he looked, he gave me a look like, uh, what? <laughs> and then a tissue appeared out of nowhere. 
And I was like, oh, thank you. Wipe my nose, you know, and boom, did the scene. And then the same, after the yelled cut, we were done right then and there. <clears throat> then the dude who I asked for a tissue was like, you did a, you did a great job. And I was like, oh, thank you. We talked for a little sex. And I went over to the back to the actors. And one of the actors was like, man, I didn't know you knew John Singleton like that. And I was like, oh, me neither. <laughs> so then I walked over back over to John where he was sitting at the director's chair, you know? And I was like, <laughs> no, it made sense to me yeah, at that now. point. I'm like, that's probably why he was sitting there. That's probably why he's sitting in that chair. <laughs> I walked over to him when he was sitting in the chair and I was like, hey, can Just you get my car? ended up in that chair. So now he's sitting in the director's chair. I'm like, oh shit, it was a director. Like, why did that so guy walked, who kept talking to me while I was yeah, doing the scene? While I was doing the scene. In my oh, it was 1998. Why was he walking around like this? So I walk over to him and I was like, "You want to hear something funny?" He's like, "What's up, Thomas?" I was like, "You want to hear something funny?" And I was like, "He's like, yeah." And I was like, "I didn't know who you were." And he's like, "You want to hear something funny?" I was like, "What's that?" He's like, "I know who you are." And I was like, "How do you know me?" He was like, "I watched you do an off Broadway thing a couple of like maybe a year or a couple of months ago." And as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." He's like, "You want to sit down and watch the dailies with me?" I was like, "Ah, yeah, dog." And I sat down, you know. And then I ended up leaving early that night, and they cut me, and I had to go do a show. I was doing the Bronx. And I guess they got mad at me because I got hired to do a major motion picture. And when I showed up, I heard my lines being read out by somebody else who I don't know. And I was like, and they're like, yeah, we didn't think we were going to make it. So we cut you. And I was like, ah, I could have stayed on set. And I'm like ready to perform. And I stayed and watched that show. And he did a terrible job. <laughs> Damn right. He did a terrible you know job. Most people do compared to me because I'm the fucking nicest there is. I, I wouldn't have stayed if I were you. <clears throat> I would have left immediately. Yeah. You know what? I was, I was humble. But were you in the Bronx? Yeah. I, w- I might have stayed because I didn't want to get back on a train. That's very true. Yeah, and depending no, on the time, the you late, don't want to go. The later I stayed was worse. This shit was sketchy. I was a little, it hurt my heart, man. Because I feel like if I would have stayed on set, John and I would have built a better relationship and I could have gotten to Baby Boy, et cetera. Yeah, but you can't do that. God bless that man. He was a sweetheart. May he rest in peace, man. I know it's it's stroke awareness. Month it it, it so, is. You know, and it's crazy how shit, many dog. people you find out had strokes, you know. For, for me, I did my research as soon as like I got out of the hospital. I was like, I want to know people like me. So like Sharon Stone, Jessie J, the singer, had a, a stroke when she was 18. Amelia Clark, she's like the big one now, the mother of dragons. Yes. Because they're like, oh, my God, she had a stroke. I was like, I, I've been known that. I didn't know, though, she had her first stroke after, I think, season one. Season one, then season three. And then season three, which blows my mind. She's the mother of aneurysms. Queen, Queen, Quincy Jones, Rick James. Quincy Jones, Rick, yeah, Rick James. It, yeah. It, it's crazy. So the John Singleton like shocked me because initially it was like, oh, well, he had a minor stroke. And I was like, oh, okay. And then, like, a few short days later, it's like, yeah, oh, yeah he passed. I thought so, he was going to be all right because he was a minor here. stroke. I was like, all right, cool. That's what's up. Same here. So so every stroke is different, and it does not discriminate, no matter the age, the, the, the sex, creed, color. Doesn't matter. It's true. And here's what's crazy. 80% of all strokes can be prevented. No. 80%. My stroke, 100% could have been prevented. I'm just an idiot. If you did what? So I lived my basically entire life with high, unchecked high blood pressure. And what? <laughs> my entire adult life. So, yeah. It, and again, it's it be- Felice telling him that he's wrong. Yeah. yeah. She, I think she flipped me off, too. Now she's threatening me. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I yeah, my, my the, most of my uh, adult life. So I never went to doctors because I grew up super poor. I'm a recovering Catholic. So I was taught not to, like, talk about my problems and my issues. It was like, oh, you have issues. Just shove it down. So that worked for a while until it vented in a hole in my head. So, again, my stroke, 100 percent my fault. Unlike, you know, Thomas over here, you had these things in your brain. That you didn't even know existed, but you made it, and I'm so happy you did. Me too. I'm mostly happy. And you know what, man? I wouldn't have been able to do that without you, Malcolm. And I say, and I've written it, I've I've expressed it to people, and and to me, in my mind, it goes, God, Doctor Patel, and his staff over at Brigham and Women's, and Malcolm. Well, that makes me uncomfortable. 
you know, <laughs> fuck you too. Well, that's 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 a beautiful thing, and and only true friends can speak to each other so terribly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting for a look at you dead in your eyes and say I sincerely hope bad things happen. Yeah, to you. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Malcolm, what, shout uh, out to Rickowie. Hey. So, so um, musically, do you have any uh, new music coming out? Yeah, my music. <laughs> shit. Fucking fire. Shit's 30 minutes. Fire. That shit's straight. Fire. That fire. shit's napalm. Um, we recently put out an album uh, with my boy. It's fucking lovely. Thank you. Have you listened to Okay, it, by the way, I don't know if I'd ever refer to hip hop as lovely. It is. Because oh, I'm a man, man. I can speak however I want. It's a fucking <laughs> yeah. lovely. I wear pink and Fuck shit. yeah. I call What's out my favorite color. I call out dudes named Delicious. Out in the streets in front of everybody. I would not call another man delicious. Okay, we out here. No, look, if you're wearing the right shoes. This fucked is up delicious. Felice. This is look at them shit. This is mm, fucking precious. up Felice's whole shit. I'll, I'll say precious in the hood. Let him know. Let him oh, know. Fuck. But uh, at, the, at the end of the day, that album that he just released with Brandon uh, Scott, lovely. It's just a yeah. lovely album. So, One of the albums that I actually was able to sing and hum in my head yeah. and recover it. Um, because I felt safe with it because I knew who wrote it. Uh, I know there was no like kind of submersive kind of any content. Wasn't no Satan in it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Boom. He's being honest though. That's because I'm I'm like that, right? But I got real close to it. So like, I, you know, I took all that real serious and I was able to trust that music for my friend and be able to use that as like a cadence in my head. Dude, so and music and, is healing. Because I can't see things. And so, and I love music so much. And his that album is just fucking lovely. It really Thank truly you. is. He's not lying. It's a really good album. It's called... <laughs> Fun House from Verbal and Icarus. You can go to Verbal thing like that. Icarus. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be in the show notes, guys. <laughs> thing that, that sign thing that it does. Verbal-Icarus.com. Oh, also exciting news. You just had a, a show picked up for CBS? Not picked up. We shot the pilot. Right. I find out in two to three weeks if it's going. Our house, Catherine Heigl. Hey, we're speaking the shit into existence. It's getting picked it's, up. It's funny as fuck. Be, it it works them out. Yeah, and and you're, you're the lead in the show, correct? Yeah, yeah I'm one, it's me and Catherine. No, so, so you're the lead I in mean, the show, right? I, Come I on, mean, son. I'm the male lead. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. I have. So it's, can you give a, a brief description of the show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, will you? All right, sure. <laughs> Uh, it's called Our House. Uh, we were going to call it My White Wife, but CBS was not on board. Um, Wait, are you serious? Because that's brilliant. I, I called it that. That's brilliant. <laughs> like, no, just like at the I table. I love that. Just at the table. I love that. Just in conversation. Um, but like it's us. We've got these two kids, 11 and 12, a pair of twins. Um, and basically it's about a big mixed blended family and dysfunctional. And basically we move into her old house growing up, but then her parents move in with us. Maybe they're with her brother, the adopted sister, and it's all about that. And then I just try and, like, you know, do what's funny to me, other than what's funny on the paper. It's Brennan O'Brien and Nick Stoller, who, you know, did the Neighbors movies. Nick Stoller directed everything from everything, Muppets <laughs> and every all the famous stuff. They work with the Rogan. All the good stuff. All the good funny comedy stuff. And obviously, it's going to be the good comedy stuff because we have Malcolm Barrett in it, people. Yeah, right? I mean, there's no way it's not good, but there is a way it gets canceled season two. Mm. Don't get quiet. Don't feel for no, me. Wait, wait. <laughs> Don't wait, you goddamn feel for me. These people have brain injuries, and the second time you got quiet is when my show might have got canceled. Fucking simmer down. I'll be okay. I'll fucking which, be okay. What a miracle of a show that gets canceled, brought back because the fans are like, I'm sorry, no. And then they're like, cancel the end. And they're like, no, 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 no. We're going to make a movie out of it. 
Yeah, baby. That's what I'm And everybody's about, working. Son. Everybody's working. Yeah, I'm right. You know what I'm saying? Thank you to our amazing community on Patreon for supporting this podcast. You can support us too and get different perks and gifts depending on which Neuro Jedi tier you sign up for. For example, if you're on our Neuro Padawan $5 tier, then you're probably listening to this episode a day early before it's public release. Your support helps us grow and continue to create this podcast. Plus, a portion of the proceeds go to a different cause or individual in the brain injury survivor community each month. Sign up at patreon.com slash the neuro nerds. Right now, I'll tell you the worst moment of brain surgery for me. I got this after my, my second brain surgery. No one, no one came to this podcast to listen to your troubles with the brain, brain surgery. The brain podcast? Yes, they did. All so right. check it out. Look, this is a brain. I don't know if this is your audience, but go ahead. You're right. I don't know if this is your audience. Um, so I'm laying down after my second, it was like 18 and a half hours of brain surgery. I just underpassed and I'm like sitting there, I'm like coming to, I'm like, oh shit, this and that and a third. And then like, I, I'm like, I'm comfortable. And then I go to like angle my head and make it comfortable. And I feel the actual slices of my head fall into place. They were like, uh, and I've stayed there ever since. Uh, until like, they cut me open again. It was like face off, but for like your head. Yo, that shit felt so weird. That was the worst. It'd be weird if it didn't. No, I mean, I woke up like it felt so in the normal. middle of surgery, like passing the bloody pillow to my doctor, be like, I'm sorry, I messed up your pillow. Hey, at least I didn't leave anything in. You know what I mean? Like a ring or something? A cell phone? But not a gun, because that's a ratchet nowadays. I'm Wait, like, is oh. it? Is yeah, now, how old am I? What the fuck? Oh, no, no. Nowadays, Ratchet is an unruly woman. No, no. Like, that was the old one. Ratchet now gun. I think Ratchet went is... back to a gun again? Yeah, we had guns. I think Ratchet is like... It's both now. It's like half of an amazing video game. Ratchet? And Clank. Ooh, boom. Are you a stroke or brain injury survivor looking for community and support? Well, the NeuroNerds are here to help. Join our hashtag Rock Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Rock to connect with other survivors like you. Plus, read other inspirational brain injury survivor stories on Joe's blog at josorocks.com slash Rock, And submit your stories there as well. We want to hear them. And remember, you so rock. So this has been amazing. It's always amazing to have Thomas here. It's so amazing to hear like the friend side of recovery, which is, I mean, it's a big deal. It's a big deal for everybody. And I don't think you guys are talked about enough. Sorry. You want me to come back? (laughs) (laughs) It might be a big edit, but you know, yeah, dog, like seriously. Yeah, Yeah, for for, for sure. So I, I really appreciate you being here. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to do the, the, the close out like I normally do. Go see brain problems. I was going to say that earlier, but I have personally have brain problems. Oh, see what I did there. No, I, I really think everybody in the community out there should check this out. All the links will be in the show notes. Um, definitely go check it out. Um, and as always, the neuro nerds, we are here to help reach out to me. Joe. So rocks at everywhere. Reach out to us at the neuro nerds everywhere. Reach out to my co-host who's traveling the world being awesome at Lauren El Manzano on Instagram. Reach out to Thomas at. Well, I mean, what are you, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to do? They're social. We're doing the socials. Oh, no. Team here. One, one, one at Instagram. Boom. And then my name for Facebook. Yes, Thomas Mejia. Yeah. It's spelled weird. It'll be T H O M E S M E J I. If people have brain injuries, they're not going to read that. It's going to be. It's going to. It's it's going to be in the show notes. Reach out to Malcolm at Malcolm. Wait, no, at Malcolm Barrett, and then at Verbal Be Rapping. Verbal Be Rapping at Ammo Theater. At Ammo Theater, I'm really really excited. I can't thank you enough. I really 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 appreciate you guys being here. Love both you guys. And on this very amazing special episode note. This neuro nerd is out. Nano, 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 nano.
Thanks to our sponsor, Avid Technology, for providing us with the tools, or should I say pro tools, to record, edit, and mix our podcast and get our message out clearly to the world. Try Avid first to start recording today for free at avid.com slash pro dash tools. Yay. Yay. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 